Hey, we're talking about combine contemplations at Garrett Land and Cattle. It looks like there's going to be a big switch in the type of soybeans they plant come 2024. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately. Extreme Ag, we've already made the mistakes, so you don't have to. Managing your farm's water resources is a critical component to a successful and sustainable farming operation. Advanced drainage systems helps farmers just like you increase their yields up to 30% with their technologically advanced water management products. Visit ADSPipe.com to see how they can keep your business flowing. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. I'm talking to my man, Mike Wingrove, who works with Integrated Ag Solutions alongside Kelly Garrett at Garrett Land and Cattle. And there's some big contemplations going on in fall of 2023 about some methods and some product changes for 2024. This is what I like to do. I like to get with the guys when the combines are rolling, we call it combine contemplations. What are you seeing? What are you thinking? And what are you contemplating making different for the next season? You know, this is what's fresh in your head. Come February, yeah, you've had time to maybe go through some numbers, et cetera. But right now it's fresh in your head. And there's a reason it's fresh in your head. And there's a reason you're like, you know what? By golly, this is going to happen. So maybe a big change going from one type of soybean to another. And we're talking about the chemical uh, compatibility, which you guys know a lot more about than me. So Kelly, you told me this is one of your big changes. You're pretty sure you're going to make because of the combine, combine contemplations. What are you doing? We're going to switch from enlist soybeans to dicamba. We've been using Liberty as our chemical for six years. Uh, this year, the water hemp was challenging to say the least. Some of that had to do with the dry weather. You know, the residual didn't hold. It wasn't all the Liberty, but Wingrove is advising us that we need to switch up the program to something different. You know, it just gets stale after a while. All right, Mike Wingrove, you're sitting there. Um, is this a simple matter? You're the agronomic guy. Is this a simple matter of herbicide resistance? Yes. So, um, Obviously, Kelly said he's been um, in less beans last six, seven years, spraying with Liberty, and we've been throwing a residual in. And with the dry weather, it's been a struggle. Liberty's obviously contact only, but we've been adding a residual in, and um, lack of moisture wasn't letting the letting the um, what the residual let, letting the residual um, activate and hold. So we were trying to rely on the straight Liberty. Yes, we got a great kill um, for the first 10 days, but that water hemp's got so many, so many growing points that we just got to get the residual to kick in to kill the growing points. All right. So let me get this straight because there's a lot of stuff that's th that uh, we're talking about here. All right. So you've been with it for six years. It's reasonable that after six years, you'd have some herbicide resistance or some, some, some tolerant, some, some tolerant. <laughs> Kelly's nodding his head. Yes, that's reasonable. Is this happen? Did it take, do we have tolerant weeds of Roundup within six years? We really didn't, or did we? I don't think the Roundup in six years, it took longer, but that that's the problem with Roundup now. That's probably the reason Dicama came out. There's some Roundup resistance stuff now as well. You know, diseases in people, in cattle, uh, weeds in plants, you know, it, it's just evolution. Things are going to figure out how to beat the system. Yeah, there's no question. Okay, so I didn't know this. So the Liberty is a is a contact only. So speaking of yeah. Roundup, it, 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 yeah. only kills, it only kills what it sticks to. 
Yep. yep. Liberty and Roundup are contact. the same way. Contact yeah, has zero residual in the soil. So to to get past the resistance you're starting to see in your six, Wingrove, you said you started sticking in a spiker in the herbicide mix that had residual in the soil, and it still didn't do enough? Yeah, um, we, we were just so dry. We never had the moisture to activate it. You know, a lot of those residuals take a um, certain amount of rain. Different products have different requirements, I guess. And um, when we applied them, we just did not get the get the moisture to activate the chemi chemistry. All right. I want to go to the chemistry and then I'll talk about the decision on the chemistry. Uh, going to dicamba, this is something that I've been hearing about. You know, I, I get around a lot of ag circles. Um, there's been, I think, since the second year of dicamba being a product, then there was people griping about dicamba. What's the concern? It's volatile. It's Is it the new version of Banville, uh, which yeah. you talk about in the 80s and 90s? It picks up and blows a, a township over and kills somebody's stuff? You're 100% right on everything you said. That's what everybody yeah. worries about. Okay. So how are you going to manage that? Or, or can you? The well, when dicamba first came out, people were quite worried about what you just said. And we have never gone to it because I was worried about that as well. But now so many people are spraying dicamba products, you know, different products like uh, around that, that you almost, I feel that I almost need to switch to dicamba just to, for a defensive reason, because it's drifting from other places. And it, it has caused arguments and things like that. I've never been involved with one, but you always hear about, well, somebody killed me with dicamba drift, things like that. But you can't even prove where it came from because it could come from anywhere. It can come from so many miles away. I like it. Basically, it's kind of like in the old days, if you're going to smoke weed, do it at a dead concert because nobody's going to be able to find where the weed smoke exactly. is coming from at a Grateful Dead concert. Um by the way, there was a Banville uh, situation just uh, up the road here for me. So I, I'm a little bit familiar with this. Um, answer me this. Aside from that part of it, which has some environmental people going uh, crazy, but uh, from a defensive standpoint, uh, if everybody's using the stuff around you, that means that now you're not going to have something that's dicamba intolerant getting whacked by dicamba. But then do you think that we're going to face this same thing in three or four or five years that we have a herbicide resistance thing with dicamba? Very potentially we could. Yes. Because everybody's using it. This is a great situation. This is a great analogy. If you can't beat them, join them. We're finally joining them. And you're right. In six years or or five years or seven or whatever, it could be just like the roundup and 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 hopefully, you know, by that time the seed companies, they're they're making all these flex beans, um, and less flex, extend extend a flex. Um I I foresee in the future these seed companies just having all the traits in one. So we won't have to worry about the drift. All right. So speaking of seed companies, you guys are fairly significant uh, acreage. Uh, if a seed dealer loses somebody that's got 50 acres, big deal. If they lose your acres, you, when somebody hears what you just announced to me via the Cutting the Curve podcast, there's going to be a lot of people chasing you to try and make you reverse this decision. Your decision is not fully made yet. Would anybody, would, would anything make you not stick with this this new idea you're going to switch? Oh, yeah. I mean, if somebody comes up with a viable option for a residual that we think could be dependable, we, we could maybe stay where we're at. Mm -hmm. well, and we're not unhappy with the seed. The seed is fine. It's just the uh, and, and actually, you know, like it, it's probably a little bit unintelligent to say the liberty's the problem. Like Mike said, we had a good kill. We just don't have a good residual program and we haven't been able to, to come across one the last couple of years. And this seems like an easy fix. 
Yeah, yeah it, we, like we, need, it does seem like it needs fixed, but that's what I want to talk about. Wingrove, besides changing a seed, which then means a different uh, shuttle of chemistry is in the barn, what else needs to change? The person, um, the person that's listening to this is saying, you know what, I've got the same problem that uh, they're having there at Garrett's. I've been wondering if it's time to make the change. And they're saying, but what else do I have to change? Besides the seed brand and then a different shuttle of chemical, is there any other change? I, if I can make it rain when I wanted it to, that would be a perfect change. <laughs> yeah, besides we the weather, which you can't, is there a compatibility thing? When I start when I start rolling around with Dicamba, does it change every other practice or every other product I use in my mix, or is it all the same? It's all the same. It, it will, um, with the Dicamba, we'll have to, have to have a drift, um, drift agent. Um, they have different requirements, so for the most part, it will be all the same, but we'll just have to make sure we go by the label and cover ourselves for the for the drift drift complaints. Wait, 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 that's not to say that we don't always go by the label, is it, Wingrove? Don't we always go by the label? We we do. I mean, if we did it, we would have sprayed Liberty more and kept killing them. But we hit our maximum for our yearly, so we just had to wait till desiccation to kill the weeds. Okay, Kelly, I always talk to you about money. Is the money the same? Basically, it's yeah. negligible. Okay. So the, the reason we're doing this is, is strictly a weed thing. Do we think there was an actual yield drag? We know that there were some problems. And, you know, you talk about this. Water hemp, obviously, is very, very uh, detrimental. It can be yields. Did we actually lose yield this year because of not making this switch or because of finally the resistance built up? Maybe a little bit in some severe areas. But, again, it that would be negligible but you know the fields aren't clean you hate to see the problem get worse next year so it's time to make a change before we do see a big yield drag um and then wingrove you're the agronomist guy, agronomist guy here uh doesn't water hemp and uh palmer amaranth and and those uh species also exhibit resistance to the dicamba family of chemistry also yes um obviously weeds are getting resistance to all the chemistries. That's why we keep trying to improve them, but um, not having the dicamb on Kelly's for so many years, we shouldn't have any resistance to that is our hope, I guess. Okay. And then last question, maybe last question, should a grower consider making this change instead of after six years, every two to maybe maybe change up the chemistry every two years just to maybe keep the weeds guessing yeah i probably waited too long you know wingrove to his to wingrove's credit he talked about this a year or two ago but i was resistant because everything was working okay and why make that change and i was worried about the drift and yeah. things like that we should have probably done this two years ago uh, all right. Anything get me out the door here. Uh, last statement from both of you. We're making a change. It's pretty certain we're going to do this as a combine contemplation. Uh, Kelly doesn't even sit in a combine all that much. But did you have to? Did the guys come back and tell you the weed the weed pressure is worse than it's than we've had? I can see it from holding the steering wheel in my pickup driving by. That contemplation's been going on since before and when I asked the, in Wingrove, when I asked the question about yield drag, you you nodded your head. Kelly says it's negligible. You actually think that there was. Did we lose a bushel? Did we lose a bushel of beans? It's he said it's negligible because in the in the bad weed areas, um, yeah, there was yield drag. But I mean, as far as the whole farm average, it's not you know a big big factor. But 
you know, it's probably a couple bushel though. Yeah, yeah. If you you add the weedy spots in like where you're losing bushels, then you just got to have that much more in the non-weedy spots to make up for it. All right, I promise you. Last question. I got my last last question. Will this change the following year of the corn? Does this change your practices or products for the following year on the rotation? No, no, not at all. There's not there's not an issue of being able to follow or months or or timing or anything like that. Now, for you know, the residual package that we'll choose to put with it will make sure that it's okay to go back to corn, obviously. Yep. But yeah, no, it won't change. We will make the decision so that it doesn't change anything the following. Have you mapped out what the res- what the other what the the complementary chemistry will be, Mike? Uh, I'm not fully yet. Put in the mix. Not completely yet. We're still working through everything and making sure we're going to make the switch. But I'm feeling pretty confident today that we're going to. And and there's nothing that's got a glaring problem with coming back the next year with corn based on timing, et cetera. No. Awesome. All right. This is a big contemplation because you know what? You're talking about a lot of acres that are getting switched. You're talking about changing your seed supplier, which sometimes that doesn't always uh, happen seamlessly because there's a relationship with the seed supplier. We're also talking about bringing a new chemistry and then also changing your practices and changing the mixes. So that's why we're doing this combine contemplations. Mike Wingrove, Integrated Ag Solutions. He's always a reluctant guest. In case you're listening to this and you're like, what's wrong with Wingrove? He seems nervous. He's he's like one of those people that you heard about. He'd rather die than do public speaking. But we're bringing him out of his shell very very successfully. I should add. Thank you, Kelly Garrett, for uh, for the information. We got another Thanks, combine. Dave. We got another, if you like this episode, we're doing combine contemplations with everybody. Uh, year of end of year harvest time, uh, things they're seeing, thinking, and doing. And then uh, if you like this, uh, share it with somebody that can benefit from it, and check out another one. Until next time, I'm Dave Mason with Extreme Ice Cutting the Curve. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions. 